This is the main event. Fight fans worldwide, you've tuned into the number one undisputed boxing podcast today. This is the Boxing Breakdown. Now, your heavy-handed, hard-hitting host, Mark Roxy. Yes, what's up, what's up, what's up, and welcome to another edition of the Boxing Breakdown. I'm your host, Mark Roxy, and I am here with my partner in crime and always outstanding gentleman, Mr. Harold Hunt. What's up, what's up, what's up, Harold? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm really, really good. Um, I'm excited to be on this podcast. It's been a uh, a crazy summer. I mean, there has been so much going on this summer and I'm really, really happy to settle into this autumn weather. It was kind of, uh, there was a nice little breeze today. And um, boxing. Not in Atlanta. <laughs> 90 some degrees. 98, 99. There ain't no fall here. Believe that. All right. Well, you got to come up here. And then I'll sing a song like, <laughs> Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Right? You got to, uh, up here is where you want to be. You know, obviously so. Yeah, up north, up north, it's always you know it's always a little cooler than it is down south. So, uh, but anyway, folks, thank you for tuning in to the boxing breakdown. Wherever you are listening to us, we want to welcome you to the broadcast. We want to remind you that you can also find us on all the other platforms, and you're always welcome to join us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. So that way, uh, you're always knowing what's going on. You're following us. We're following you. Uh, and we're in conversation about boxing, which is what we love. That's why you're here today on the broadcast, listening wherever you are going. So thank you for being with us. And we're going to get into some interesting, interesting discussion today. Um, Yeah, lots of boxing stuff. Everything is boxing, right? So today, uh, we are going to break down Terrence Bud Crawford news. We got some news. Harold's going to spill the beans today on some uh, interesting news. And then we're going to do a little preview on the Canelo uh, versus Charlo matchup and uh, how that thing is going to play out, you know, Time will tell, but we are definitely going to get into that a little bit and talk about style matchup and what what you guys can expect. And uh, and then we're also going to uh, talk a little bit of breaking news on uh, Tank Davis and Alicia Baumgartner. There's some interesting stuff happening in both of those camps. And then we're going to round out the program with a little conversation on um, Alexander Usyk. Versus uh, Dubois, (laughs) Daniel Dubois, right? And uh, yeah, so that's going to be our broadcast. So let's go. Harold, let's jump right into this Terrence Bud Crawford news. Bring it. Well, as you know, Terrence Crawford won that fight, and he is running around enjoying the fruits of that win. Yeah. Uh, he was recently on Joe Rogan, which is a serious podcast. It has more followers, yeah. more clout in this world than Johnny Carson. Well, not Johnny Carson, whoever it is on Late Night anymore. Yeah, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't, doesn't need to go on Good Morning America. He doesn't need any of that. Yeah, the Joe Rogan platform is huge. Oh my god! And while I was on the Joe Rogan platform, he came up with some pretty good stuff that has got the world kind of shaking around. Really? As you know, he said he would never fight Canelo. Now he wants to fight Canelo at 168 if he wins. So he'll fight Canelo at 168 or Charlo at 168. So he's willing to move up to 168. He's going to win 27 pounds, 147 to 168. He's willing to move up that far to, to, to fight uh, to, to fight the winner. Now, he's wow. looking for... History, history. Now, he's already in the record books. He's already going down the Hall of Fame. But he wants to be in the air with uh, Sugar Ray Robinson and and other uh, folk who actually moved up and became undisputed. 
uh, yeah. at three different uh, um, weight divisions. So that's that's his thing right now. So he's been uh, enjoying that situation. Now he was on on the Breakfast Club, which which you know was Charlemagne the God, and yeah. he was very candid about his wing and what he did and how he went about it and how he was not shook by Earl at all and all of that thing. But yet he's been very respectful the entire time. Yeah. So what I get from his movement around in the media and, and, and his parades and, and his tweets and what all that is that he's willing to move up yeah. to the 168. He necessarily doesn't want to necessarily have a, 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 a rebound fight with, 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 uh, with Earl because that's right. not really needed. We already see that. So he is very popular right now. Just to say his entire verbal posture has changed. He's running yeah. his mouth. He's smiling. He's making jokes. I mean, he is completely out of his situation. Yeah. That makes me think about, well, when he was with Top Rank, he didn't do any of this. He didn't no, have any of that. He didn't. Either he, he didn't. Either he didn't want to do it, he wasn't coached to do it, he didn't have the wherewithal to do it, or he wasn't proud to do it, or he just didn't want to do it. I don't know what it is, but right now, he is the darling of the media situation concerning his win. Wow. So, so in other words, we're talking about, uh, folks, what Harold just broke was that, that Terrence Crawford, uh, is ready. I mean, basically he's going to make history, right? And he's going to jump up and fight three weight classes higher. And I can tell you as a trainer, that is a dangerous move. I mean, going down is one thing. Going up is another thing. And, you know, that that opens up the conversation, Harold, to you and to the fans that are listening today, the, the listeners of the Boxing Breakdown. It opens up the conversation to, can he do it? You know, can he go up three weight classes, make history? Um, and, and I suppose, look, he's got two opponents in, in his sights, if that's the case, because it could either be Canelo or it could be Jermel Charlo, right? True. So True. Uh, we don't know if, if Canelo, you know, there's, there's a lot of discussion about that, which we'll get into in, a, in the next part of our broadcast. But, you know, there's a lot of talk about Canelo Alvarez, um, you know, degrading. So, you know, his skills degrading. I don't know if it's just you know, more news, more news, more news, or if that's what's happening. I, I can't imagine, you know, Canelo strikes me as the kind of fighter, and I'm just going on history, uh, the kind of fighter that's all in or all out. You know, he's either going to be all in, he's going to do his fights, or he's not. He's going to go on vacation, he's going to chill, he's not going to do anything, right? But he doesn't seem like the guy who who, you know, you know, I see him riding off into the sunset. I can't imagine him him allowing his skills to degrade so much that he, you know, I just don't see that. I don't see it as a Manny Pacquiao, Jeff Horn situation, you know? Well, Mark, about two months ago, you was eating this lunch. He's old. He's been fighting forever. He's too old. He's starting to this. He's starting to do that. That's what you were saying. I don't, saying, I don't, he may listen, be young I, in age, but, but his skills could be eroded because of his time in the ring. So yeah, be it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, okay. that's the case. I'm, I'm okay. All right. So hold on, because you remembered something that I really <laughs> didn't remember. I remember you, only people that remember this stuff is you and the listeners. <laughs> only the people that remember this, right guys, you and the listeners, the listeners are like, yeah, man, I remember a couple months ago you were talking about Canela, just what you said. Right. Okay. But here's the thing. My job is to talk about fights. I mean, my job is to talk about fighters. And yes, I'm making a distinction here in this conversation, just to clarify that there's a difference between skill, you know, skills dwindling and being too old, right? Which father time never loses father time is undefeated man so i mean the question is when right it's not if it's when 
Am I right? I agree with you. Okay. I agree with you. Because since that conversation, I noticed that Canelo doesn't use footwork anymore. He gets out of the way by using his body, his head movement, and feints to uh, to get away from punches, not get hit, all that kind of thing. He no longer uses his legs to get out of the way. That is true. That's true. That's true. When you told me that a long time ago, I was like, ah. So I started looking. I look at his last fights, and I see that. The feet are kind of stationary now, and he uses upper body movement to get away from stuff and to land his work. So he has, in fact, not he's not as mobile as he was before. That's that's very very true. So you know, I just called you out, but uh, you have bared uh, the correct information. So that's that. Yeah, I mean, but but the other thing, the other thing, Harold. Okay, and I appreciate you saying that, but I it doesn't, you know. You know, right, wrong, good, bad, true, false. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day, right? Everybody's got an opinion. It's boxing, man. Everybody has an opinion about what, what's going to happen and, you know, whatever, right? I mean, I've been right many, many times. And I've been wrong many, many times. And it really doesn't matter at the end of the day, right or wrong. You know, the fun part is like really trying to figure and crack the code when it comes to what these cats are doing, what are they but I doing? I did see that, but I did see that. What you said, I did see that. I right. did see that. Well, I mean, look, guaranteed Terrence Crawford doesn't really want to fight Charlo, right? He really wants to fight Canelo. Am I right? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the payday, the payday would be spectacular. And if he does beat him, payday. of course, he's in the Hall of Fame anyway. Payday. 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 <laughs> I know you want that, but Bad hey, day. the thing is, if he gets opportunity, that's where he's going to want to go. Now, I can, I have an idea how that fight would go, but you know, I don't know if we're going to discuss that here. But if that happens, that'd be a huge fight for the world, yeah. just because of the situation. So uh, we're hoping uh, Charlo can win. That'd be good. You know, either way, it, it's going to be right. a great fight, uh, providing he gets past the rematch because. Uh, Canelo's going to have a rematch. Right. Well, Terrence Crawford's got to make it. Look, Terrence Crawford has a lot of ground to cover. So clearly what we know, folks, is that Terrence Crawford will not be seen in the ring till sometime in the new year, probably. I mean, that's, that's, yes, that's, a, yeah, he's probably, he's probably in the Bahamas or I mean, Lord knows where he, I know he's, he's not. On John, I on John Rogan. He's on John Rogan. Yeah. He, he probably <laughs> and, in Bahamas went to Joe Rogan and just went back to the Bahamas. <laughs> But where he's not is in Omaha, Nebraska right now. I can tell you that. No, I wouldn't think so. I think he's somewhere, you know, much more lush and beautiful than, than Omaha, Nebraska. No no, no uh, disrespect to Omaha, Nebraska. We love Omaha, Nebraska. But, you know, let's face it. The Bahamas would be a lot more fun, right? So I would think so, yes. Yeah. So Terrence Crawford says that, uh, you know, he needs time, right? So he can bulk up before the fight. Is that yes. correct? Yes. He says he can just be comfortable in his lifestyle. Uh, he already eats well and takes care of himself. And he can naturally put that weight on. Right. Um, I still, I think his skill set will afford him nicely in the fight with Canelo. He got the skill yeah. set and all that. So uh, I believe he'll win on points. Yeah. I, I don't see Canelo coming down to that catch weight that he previously discussed at 158. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. He's right, not going to do right. that. It's it's absolutely a one sixty eight fight, 68. right? Yeah, yes, I was just yeah. looking at that, and um, I just I just don't see that happening. So, yeah, man. I mean, this is interesting to go up from one forty seven to one sixty eight pound and then win, man. Can you imagine? And that's exactly what he was saying. What would they say then if I did that? Oh, you know, God. this is an opportunity for me to do that. Now he's 35, he'll be 36 coming up. Now, yeah. you know, in, in football and basketball, you got a thing called old man strength. Yeah. Okay. Yo, I know a lot of NFL is. players get old man <laughs> strength, and they may have two years when they're of age, older age, and they are just unstoppable. But it right. falls off so abruptly. It's there today and gone tomorrow. Literally, old man strength literally goes away the next hour, or the next day, or the next month. But while you're in it, it's spectacular. So if he has a streak of old man strength or whatever you want to say, he hasn't right. taken any beats or whatever, you know, I think he could really work with Canelo some. 
you know, because he's going to move and you know he's going to move and Canelo's not going to move like that. Right. Canelo's going to be putting that, going to be getting to him. It's going to be trying to get to him per Earl. Yeah. If he executes the same way he handled Earl coming in like that, he may have a better chance, but Canelo has a little more sophistication in his attack. So that would be an interesting fight. Well, I, I don't, you know, <clears throat> I don't really like it. I don't really like this fight for Brian Crawford. I really don't because, you know, scientifically, a smaller fighter coming up, not one weight class, but actually three weight classes with a, a technically skillful fighter and a fighter who has been at that weight class for a very, very long time, even though he tried his hand at going up. I think you 175. You, yeah. But, but, you know, he understands that 175, you know, the, the, the sauce, you know, the, the recipe doesn't work for him at 175. He loses something in the recipe at 175. He maintains the recipe. If he stays at 168, or even he could probably even fight at 160, like where he was going to fight Galati Golovkin. I think they were going to fight at 160. Um, I don't remember if they did fight at 160, but, you know, if, if you know, let me know. Hit, hit, hit us in the comments here on Facebook or YouTube and let us know if, if Galati Golovkin and, and Canelo fought at 160. They did. They did. Okay. Well, you just said that. And but, 68. Yeah. And they fought at 168. Okay, good. Yeah. But anyway, that was the train of thought. That's what I'm trying to say. Like Canelo's been there. He's played at that weight class. He's fought some of his toughest battles there at that weight class, you know, and, and Crawford, I get that he wants to make history. I really get that. Um, but one, you know, for all intent and purposes, you have to look at what scientifically is just a no, no. If you're a, if you're a trainer, like a trainer manager, you know, you typically don't allow your fighter to go up to a weight class that he's not used to fighting in. He hasn't had two or three, at least two fights in that weight class. One of the reasons is because you don't know what gets lost until fight night, right? You're not, you're not going to know really what's get, what get what gets lost in relationship to how he just fought Errol Spence in his next outing when you have to jump up three weight classes? You know, what if there's a, a, an error in the training camp or an error in strength and conditioning or error in eating or you know, diet, dietary issues? Or it could be a lot of things that could... Punch resistance could go down, right? Right. Punch resistance could go down. Well, first, first of all, hand speed will go down reflexes will shift, you know? So there's a lot of things that, that you would want to look at, but I'm sure his trainers are, are, you know, writing the list, the short list and the long list of things that they have to focus on and pay attention to in the camp. Um, if they were going to take that kind of a fight, you know, word has it that his trainers didn't even know they were in the gym, work with other, uh, other fighters. And they heard over the air, like everyone else that Bud said he wanted to fight Canelo at 168. Right. They didn't even know that that's what he wanted to do. Just like anyone else. So right. even they weren't in on, on his, uh, his, his plans. But wait so, a minute, wait a minute. Doesn't he have to, sp doesn't, I didn't, doesn't he have to fight? Doesn't uh, Terrence Crawford have to fight Errol Spence again? I just, I just remembered that. Doesn't he has to fight Errol Spence one more time? Doesn't he? If he invokes a rematch clause, but we all know the person who's calling that shot is Al Heyman, so we don't know okay. uh, if Al thinks it's a feasible situation or not. Of course, Earl's going to want it, but you right. got to look at his longevity. Uh, his marketability after this loss in such a manner where he can go, who he can avoid, or he who he needs to fight to right. get himself back, to get the luster back. Yeah. So all that's being considered right now. And going back to Terrence Crawford, it was such a you know one-sided type situation. It's not a good idea, I wouldn't think. And we wanted something at the end of the year here, but it's yeah. not going to happen. And I just hope that. He doesn't revisit Crawford anytime soon, maybe two years down the road, something like that, right. but not now because it was too much of a beating. I was watching it just before I came on air with you. I was like, right. don't go back there. Uh, ¿Qué pasa con what's going to happen with uh, Benavides? 
Oh, wasn't he supposed to Canelo? Well, who's fighting Benavides now? Is Benavides well, even well, fighting? Well, yes, as you know, Benavides is fighting Boo Boo. Okay, Boo Boo Andre. That's okay, next. That is a fight. Yes, that's next for, for Benavides. So that's been set up. That's that's coming forward, and that's going to be a, a quite a test for right. uh, um, Benavides because Boo Boo is not a is not necessarily a puncher. He drops everybody he fights now. Yeah, he drops them. He doesn't he doesn't finish him for whatever reason. However, it's not a negative thing. He's just a really great boxer. He can really move well. Yeah. And Benavides is going to have to really try to track him down. Now, Boo Boo's been the champion. Boo Boo's fought some big fights, and this is his biggest fight. So they are. That's an evenly not evenly matched fight, but that's a fight where we're going to have to see if uh, Andre can really stay away and win on points because um, Benavides is definitely going to try to make a statement with a undefeated champion who was a champion for many years at 160 who moved up to get a hold of Canelo right and now he's got to take a Canelo possible fall to get back in the sweet stakes with Canelo so this fight is monumental well listen Harold let's get listen there's a lot a lot that's going to unfold in the new year here but uh the next next topic that we need to hit here right right about now is this discussion on Canelo Alvarez versus uh, Jermel Charlo. Charlo is Charlo. 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 Not Charlo. Charlo. Why are you correcting me? <laughs> because uh, Charlo corrects us all the time when he's on his press conferences. Charlo. And uh, Dan Rayfield constantly reminds us all the time it's Charlo, not Charlo. 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 He says it constantly. Charlo. So everybody, I know. everybody, it's Charlo. It's Charlo, yes. <laughs> yes. It's Charlo. It is, it is. But anyway, <laughs> um, what were you going to say? I was just thinking, you know, uh, you saw the press conference. Charlo looked a lot bigger. Yeah. You know, but Canelo is wide. He's wide and he's stocky and he's thick. So height doesn't really matter. And height has no problem with Canelo. Yeah. With his weight class, within the apical weight class, height doesn't mean nothing to Canelo. So that's not even it. But for optics purposes and betting purposes and just the public uh, get seeing everything, you know, it looks like a good fight because Charlo is bigger. He's towering over him, you know, and what have you. What I don't like is the yeah. camaraderie that Charlo is definitely giving to Canelo. This is this is the mean Charlo. This is the one who talks a lot of crap and just is indignant. Right. But not now. The, the press conferences, they might as well sing Kumbaya. He's all <laughs> nice and sweet. I am serious. It hasn't even done anything. You know, at least drag Canelo for not being able to speak English probably something. He's so, doing right. nothing. <laughs> Just give us something, right? He hasn't. He hasn't. So right. I don't understand that that movement right now. Now they've done several press conferences. One in L.A., right? And they've done one in in, in uh, New York. They've done some press conferences. Yeah, they were all tame and nice and sweet. And I'm like, what is going on? That's not even. I mean, for me, it's not even you. But it could be the opportunity is so huge. He doesn't want to poke the beast. <clears throat> well, or, I, I don't know. Listen, don't man. Know. Canelo has an enormous following. He has such an enormous following. He reminds me to tell everyone, make sure you guys like and subscribe. If you're following us on YouTube, make sure you hit that like and subscribe and the notifications bell, please, so that you know when the podcast is coming. And we really appreciate that. Share the podcast with your friends, right? Follow us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. You can't follow us on Instagram. You have to, whatever you do on Instagram, do that. Anyway, yeah, we need you. We need you on all the platforms for sure. So you can follow our content and uh, stay in conversation about what's happening, man. So anyway, here's the thing, Harold. This is, this is not a fair match. Because as I as I said to you before, see Canelo's oh. camp, Canelo's camp knows knows what's up, man. Canelo Canelo's a one sixty eight, just fought at one seventy five. He's gonna fight a little smaller. He looks bigger. I got that, but you know when all is said and done, you're fighting a guy who's always fighting big guys, 
He's always the shorter guy, so he always looks like the smaller guy, but he really yeah. isn't the smaller guy, as you pointed out. And Charlo, uh, Charlo is coming up from 154. <laughs> he's, he's, he's driving up from 154, man. It's, this is not a good look for Charlo. I like saying well, I like saying his name better as Charlo. Actually, it's kind of like and that's the correct pronunciation. Charlo. It's the number, yeah, it's the number that he's going to garner. Yeah. The number, and if he loses, his big brother can say, "Hey, you beat up my little brother." <laughs> yeah, I want my opportunity. Let me make thirty million. Well, wow. you can whoop both of us if you you know if if if, if you can. But yeah, let's both get the opportunity to fight you. So you know it's 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 a windfall that gives him the opportunity, you know, and it is what it is. If he wins, it shakes up the world. Yeah. Is there'll be a rematch and he'll give it back. But initially until that rematch is signed, it'll shake up the world. I shook up the world. I shook up the world. Uh, That's what would happen if he happens to win. So, you know, uh, Canelo Alvarez is 59, two and two with 39 big wins coming by way of KO. And, Jermel Charlo is 35 and one with one loss and 19 big wins coming by way of KO. So, you know, Charlo stepped in the ring with a, um, a very, very seasoned fighter. Uh, one of the top fighters in the world today, arguably pound for pound, one of the best fighters in the world. Uh, whether he's, uh, dwindling or coming to the end of his career is, you know, I mean, people can say what they say, and, and certainly we can kind of put uh, Father Time up against the fighter, but, you know, I've never seen, you know, I mean, the only fight that I've seen that Canelo really, the two fights that he did not do well in was the one with Mayweather and obviously the one that he just had with... Um, um, Bivol. Bivol, yeah. I mean, th- those are well, the, you know, yeah. With the Mayweather fight, he didn't do badly. He, he he hit his marks. He got where he needed to be. Yeah. He, he was not compromised. He was just he it was it was a boxing lesson. Yeah. Okay. So Floyd didn't hurt him. He didn't jump to throw him back and nothing like that. He just when he got in there, he got scored on Mark. As you know this. Yeah. Duval beat him. Duval beat him. Yeah. No. You know, Duval like, had a great. He had a great lost. great game plan. Great game. You plan. lost. There's no doubt about it. You lost. This was not a boxing lesson. You know. No. You you lost. He got beat up. He got beat up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, just, I mean, before that he fought Sergei Kovalev, who was very feared in the division and he smoked him. No one expected that to happen that night and he smoked him. So, you know, one bad performance, you know, Everybody jumps ship. You know how it goes. But, I mean, Canelo's definitely got the power. And fighting a smaller guy makes it his job a little easier. I mean, as far as, you know, statistics are concerned, you know, it doesn't look good for for uh, Charlo. But we're going to have to see what happens. Right, Harold? Yeah, but Mark, I, I had to say this. Yeah. He lost to two slick fighters. You know, they call it, uh, you know, for back, lack of better work, slick African-American fighters. Yeah. Duvall fought like a, a slick African-American fighter. And, you know, Floyd pioneered that. I'm not pioneer, but he he's excellent at that at that style. He lost both of those fights easily. Both of those guys said that was easy fights. Floyd said, oh, he was easy. Right. Duvall said, oh, he was easy. Okay. So, of course, Charlotte's looking at that and the world's looking at that. And we see how uh, Canelo doesn't necessarily fight. Uh, African American fighters. He did fight Mosley, but Mosley was on his way out, and he wasn't—he wasn't moving like that anymore. Yeah. So the world wants to see a lot of my boxing friends in and out. Uh, however, they are—they're—they they, they know Charles going to win just because of the past history he's had with those other two. But Mark, just like you said, hmm. Canelo is not going to be worried about anything like that. I don't know if Charlo has that type of style where he's going to get in and get out and score and get around. I think he likes to stand in there and fight with you. And that is not good with Canelo. Well, you're right. Um, And then, and then just to be the naysayer on the other side of that, you know, Canelo uh, 
definitely. You know, when we were talking about Canelo and his big fights with Golovkin and Kovalov and all, all these fights that he had back in the day, it, I mean, that was going back to 2018, 19, you know, back in there, right? I know. Yeah, so so back, dude. Yeah, so what we're looking at is is uh you know, we're looking at a uh an aged uh world champion and and whether or not Father Time has caught up, or Mother Time, whichever you want to call it, is caught up with Canelo. We're going to find out uh, very, very soon, you know? Punching power lacks, I mean, goes last to leave, of course. Right. But he can still get away from punches. He's doing it so well with his upper body, his head movement, and his face. He's doing it. He's getting away from punches. He is. Right. He's not using his feet, but he's using everything else, and it's, it's effective. That right. is true. Where's this fight happening? Do you know where this fight is taking place? <laughs> uh, I have to look, but, uh, you know, I really don't know. I, I, I believe it's Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. I believe so. But don't quote me on that. Don't right. quote I, me on I, that. I'm just wondering, you know, what you know if, if Canelo loses – you know what? What the what the headlines in the New York Times are going to read, right? And then if <laughs> if uh, if Charlo Charlo loses, what's the what's the headline going to read? Well, man, he's <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me. The minute he steps in the ring, he loses his WBO title. Right. WBO says, "Hey, bell rings. You're not our champion anymore." Up until that point, you know, he gets to have all three bells and you know, undisputed versus undisputed, blah blah blah, which is you know, which is a nice little piece for the public to consume, of course. But what I'm saying is, if he loses, he'll get to come down and defend his two belts, those three belts that right. remain. Because the WBO, strip it, they want to give it to uh, uh, Zoo, because Zoo has a huge fan base over there in Australia, and they can start making money with him, and then they can still get them two back together. So it's, it's, it's just, a, I'm not saying money grab, but it's, it's a wise business move to strip him but he'll still have the three. He'll move back down, and maybe Crawford will fight him. I don't know. We just yeah. don't know. Crawford is Crawford's making twenty five to thirty million. Right. He's not going to go back down and make that little money again after he did that. So we have to see how it works out. Yeah, man. So, all right, Harold. Let's let's jump over to this conversation about. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna break into some uh, quick little. Uh, firework bursts of of news, right? We're going to talk a okay, little bit about okay, Tank okay. Davis. We're going to talk about Alicia Baumgartner, right? Let, okay, okay, okay. Let, let's jump into Tank Davis. Floyd Money Mayweather is a promoter. Now he wants to make a fight with Tank yeah. and Inouye out of <laughs> Japan oh, okay. at a catch weight. Y'all hear that, folks? Did you hear that? Meaning that, yes, catchway, 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 catchway. So, which means that both of them get to keep their titles. Um, Tank has the WBA title at third 135, and uh, Inoue just took Fulton's two titles at, what was it, what was it, uh, 26? What was that? I forget what it was. But he believes that those two could get together, belts be 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 darned, be damned, however you want to say yeah, it. Right. Because the the public is going to want to see those two skill sets get together. Yeah. No, no one loses anything. No one loses anything. They still keep their belts. They yeah. still get to defend their belts. They still get to make a boatload of money, and we can test that Japanese market with the tank market. Tank does wow. exceptionally wear all the time. Now, the problem is Tank made $40 million against Ryan. Tank's not don't want to make ten again, fifteen again. Right. He doesn't want to make twenty again. Right now, he's he looking for big it. money now. Yeah, so a new way offers that kind of money to him. He, he does right. just because of the market he's in. Now, as far as the fight's concerned, that'd be a very interesting fight. Uh, that'd be a, a really interesting fight, I would think. No, I think it would be a great fight, and I like I like the play of you know trying to go and do a catch weight with in. in in a way, and in, see, a way. in a way, and see how that works out because um, you know there's a lot of fruit there, right? And it's kind of low hanging for Tank. I mean, Tank Tank's a uh, yeah. I mean that that's a very interesting play. I hadn't heard that. It is. Yeah, I hadn't heard that before tonight's broadcast. But 
you know, that, that is very interesting to me to see how that but would play out. Tank has another scuttlebutt. Well, what's that? He's running around saying, I want to fight Terrence Crawford. He wants to go to 47 <laughs> and fight Terrence Crawford. Right. He said Terrence Crawford had a, had a glass chin, this, that, and the other. And if you look at strictly financials, yeah. if you fight Canelo or Tank, you get paid. Whether you're moving down to fight the smaller man or whether you're fighting Canelo, those two bring it, bring the, the people out, bring the revenue out. Terrence Crawford's in a great situation right now. He, he can actually fight Tank. He can do whatever right. he wants. He can fight <clears throat> Tank. Right. He can fight my mama or he can fight Canelo. It doesn't matter. He's got it going on where he can command anything, but those two can get the money to him. So that's kind of a pie in the sky kind of a thing with Tank talking about he wants to fight him and this and that and the other. Right. And, you know, but, you know, it's a feasible thing financially. It is. Right. Well, I mean, there's also some discussion. I mean, I don't want to flip this discussion, but I know that uh, there's been some conversation on the airways about Shakur Stevenson possibly getting a fight with Javante Davis. Is there any, is there any, what do you think about that matchup? Well, that, possibility? That's, kind of, that's kind of like, that's kind of like Floyd and Pacquiao year after year after year. You know, I mean, I, they both of, they don't need each other right now. They don't need, I mean, secure needs him, but Tank doesn't need secure at all. He doesn't need that. Not that he can't win or nothing like that. It's just that, he doesn't have enough cachet to, 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 to put on the fight. Yeah, we want to see it. Yeah, the peers want to see it, but the world don't want to see it. The world doesn't know who Shakur is. Yeah, he got the girlfriend who's a rapper. Her name is what? Lyric or whatever. She's very yeah. popular. Mm -hmm. She's platinum album, this and whatever. He had a baby with her. She's cute and all that kind of stuff. That's great. That helps him, but he needs to have his own thing going on. Now, I have to give it to him. He's at everybody's fight. He's in the ring with everybody. He's walking them out. He's on all the camera. He's appearing. He's doing his thing. He's making sure right. people know who he is, but he doesn't have the cachet to fight Tank as of yet to help with that box office. He just yeah. doesn't have it. He needs to fight somebody else or two so he can show that. Yeah. So Harold, um, I, I agree with you. We just got a shout out to Mini Mini Mill uh, X Can Bots. Cool. Thanks for being with us tonight, man. He's saying, yes, but Bed fitting to knock out uh, Canelo. <clears throat> so, you know, we're back on the Canelo, uh, you know, but Crawford, but, hey. you know, are we really say anything about that? Canelo's got a heck of a chin. Canelo yeah. has a chin. He's been hit. He's been hit by big men. Clean. He has. Doesn't rock. Doesn't move. Never been down. Never been back. Never been knocked back. None of that. So, yeah. you know, I'm a, 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 a mini meal. I ain't trying to hate. I'm just saying that man's got a good chin, but anything can go away overnight. But as of now, if he gets hit, yeah. that's what it is. So he's saying, how how realistic do we do we think the Bud versus Canelo fight is? I think that's a very realistic fight. I mean, I think it yes. can happen. There's no reason off. that that fight can't happen. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think Bud Crawford would be um, chomping at the bit to be able to make that kind of market share and make one of the biggest fights in the history of the sport, you know, fighting a guy who's, who's arguably one of the best fighters in the world as well. So yeah, I think that fight can happen. I think, <clears throat> you know, where it happens is another concern. You know, I know that uh, it will be, it will be huge and it'll, it'll be like, you know, it'll be like Cinco de Mayo, Right, um, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> That's gonna be a big. It's gonna be a big that'd event be, now. That'd be a huge fight. I mean, yeah. and that is that is 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 legacy. I mean that that puts you in the competition with the greatest fighters of all time. Yeah, I'd love when to you see can that. do when you can do three weight classes undisputed in the four belt era, which happened starting with eighty four or something like that. Right, that is the craziest thing. If he does that. You have to put him with Sugar Ray Robinson. Right. You have to put him with 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 uh, Rocky Marciano. You right. have to put him there. Uh, Minnie Mill is saying Canelo Canelo's Mexican and he looks like he's Irish. 
So I don't I don't really know I don't really know what you're trying to say. I don't really know what that where you're going well, with that. Well, he's, What's well, he saying? saying? Canelo's is his his Mexican, of course. He looks Irish with the red hair, but he he fights in that slick black style. Yeah. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. You know, and he picked up a lot of that slick black style after Floyd. He saw how Floyd got away from him or whatever. And he he used some of that movement and the feints and all that. Right. He did pick that up. Right. So, you know, and, and Minnie Mill, yeah, man. I mean, we're going to get the fight. Eventually that fight will happen unless, you know, again, like if Charlo, 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 if Charlo, <laughs> if Charlo defeats Bud uh, uh, Canelo, right, then, then you're going to, you might not see that fight. You might see Bud yeah. versus Charlo. You'll still see it though, because Canelo would can keep his cachet. You think they'll it's fight anyone? Yes, they're going to be a rematch. He's going to take it. He's going to take it back from, from yeah. Charlo. He's huh. going to take it back, and then you have more fodder. So yes, it's not cap. Um, the powers at BC, the too much money is 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 there. Right. Um, I mean, you can look back when when, when Floyd fought Jet, Zab Judah. Zab yeah. Judah was supposed to beat somebody and fight Floyd. He went and lost. Right. They still made the fight. Yeah. Well, Zab Judah lost his fight before Floyd, and still they made that fight because the money was there, regardless if he won or lost. That's what happened with Zab Judah and Floyd Mayweather. Right. This can happen with Canelo. If he happens to lose, he still has the cachet to make that big fight with Bud, <clears> even <throat> if he loses. So, yes, it's not cap. Yeah. The powers that be will say, yes, we got to make this paper right here, and them two guys can do it right now. Yeah, man. So it will happen. So, all right, so let's get back to this uh, Shakur Stevenson because, okay. I, you know, I told you I wanted to discuss him anyway, and, and actually, and guess no. what? And you said no. You said, like, like we got these other things we want to talk about, but guess who popped into the conversation? Right when we started Ooh. talking about Tank Davis, we talking to Shakur Stevenson is in the conversation, and Harold, here's the thing. There's a huge debate as to whether or not Shakur is just, he just hasn't fought anybody. Or he's the or he's the boogeyman. Yes. Or folks. So a lot of guys are saying, oh yeah, but Shakur hasn't fought anybody. He's 20 and oh, like he hasn't really done much. And and I'm like, is that is that what we what we know to be true? Or actually, could it be that they're afraid to fight him and he can't get a fight? That's the real thing that's happening here. And, and I think like personally, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm Javante Tank Davis's manager, I'm going to say, let's take that in a way fight because guess what? That's a huge market share. That's a huge fan base. Let's go over there and let's win those fans over kind of like Mike Tyson did, you know, let's go get Japan. Let's go take Japan Let's go, you know, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, uh, that, that's my, that's my take on it. When you're looking at it purely from a financial point of view, what do you guys think out there listening to let us it's know? It's not the, just not Japan. It's the entire Asian market. Yeah. Uh, you know, supposedly Chinese and Japanese people are, are at odds each other because of whatever history, traditional thing, but in boxing, Right, uh, uh, Asian fighter from Philippines, China, wherever they all galvanize behind the Asian fighter. Yeah. So those lines will, will will be smoothed over. Yeah. So that's a huge market out there. That's a huge market, and Floyd sees that and he wants to put it in there. So that's something else. But we have heard some small rumors of Shakur fighting uh, Frank Frank uh, in uh, um, in uh, 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 what's his name's camp Frank. Um, Martin? Oh, just Frank Martin? No, no. Yes, yes. Martin, who, who, who works with... Uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, who works with... Uh, uh, he's in the camp with uh, uh, Ryan and uh, Derek James is his trainer. Anthony Joshua, uh, he, yeah. yeah. He, he just fought last week. What's his name, Frank? Uh, uh, he's undefeated. He's at 135. He's very popular. And there's some light rumors of him fighting uh, Shakur. So that is something, but that's just, you know, that's just fun stuff. But as you said, I believe that no one wants to give him the opportunity to make them look bad because he will make them look bad. He either knock them out or win on points. And if you lose, you get tarnished. However, 
when Floyd beat people, they still were able to go and make money. Yeah. Because there's no shame in losing to Floyd. Shakur has to have a performance or two where there's no shame in losing to him, where you still are marketable. You still get fights, even though you lost to, to him because he's such a talent. But the problem is not enough people have seen that quality to say, okay, if you lose to him, you're all good. I'm still going to hire you as a promoter. I still network. I still want to put your fights on, even though you lost yeah. to Shakur. But that hasn't happened because Shakur hasn't fought enough to get that pass for his future uh, opponents that he's going to be. Right. That's the whole issue. Yeah. No, man, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I like to see Shakur get moved and get put into some big fights where he's really tested uh, so that he can develop that. I mean, he certainly got the skill, man. He, he is the boogeyman. And <clears throat> if you're real out there, you need to step up and take the fight with him, you know, and, and see what happens, you know, let's see what Shakur can do. I mean, I'd love to see Shakur and Tank. I'd love to see them square off, man. That would be exciting. Boxing. Shakur beats them all. Shakur beats them all. Well, he beats them all. Yeah, I mean, you know. In he, my opinion, he beats them all. I, I mean, all of them. <laughs> I, you've been saying that since day one, Harold. <laughs> you've been saying that since day he one, bro. Them all, man. You're, you're like, you, like, I think, you know who, who wins, who beats them all? Mike, who? Mike Tyson. Is he still fighting? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, folks. Listen, I know Mike Tyson isn't fighting. I wish he was fighting because he, man, that's my guy right there. Mike Tyson. All right. So, Harold, pushing right along, let's jump into this boxer, female boxer, Alicia Baumgartner, test positive yes. right before that July fight she had. What's up with that? Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I want to say, first of all, uh, all the gentlemen out there, I've seen her uh, in, in the flesh a couple of times at the, the conventions or whatever you want to say. And uh, as far as a uh, uh, lady's concerned, she's, she's quite she's quite attractive. You know, I mean, you know, she's attractive. However, what outweighs that is the way she fights, the way she moves, the way she trains. You forget that she's, you know, she's a nice looking lady. You look at how well she fights, how she moves and how she pivots. She's excellent fighter. So to me, that's that's more I like that more than, you know, her outward appearance. Now, she <laughs> tested positive, I mean, negative for for, uh, you know, uh, before the, for her fight. And then she tested after, and it, it was it was not, and it, it, it was clean. But then, uh, what, it was a month later, uh, another a body who tested her said that she had two substances in her blood. Okay, she's since gone on record, said, I don't, I don't take that kind of stuff, this, that, and the other. Okay, I, I'm not going to say who's right or who's wrong. I just know yeah. that in the world of drug testing, and Mark, you can, you can back me up on this, you have to be able to stay ahead of the test. If you can stay ahead of the test, you can take whatever supplements you think, whether they're legal or illegal, if you stay ahead of the test, which means that you can take certain stuff that the test does not see and you can get away with it. Now, mm -hmm. this is not something that I'm saying that's true or not true. This is what I've heard and what I've been told and all this kind of thing. It's just a situation where the test gets updated, but until it's updated, until it's looking for new substances, you have opportunity for those substances that you're taking that are not on the ban list yet to still be there. So uh, I'm not saying that's what she did, nothing like that. Now, I believe it could be the contamination just because, because it was a urine sample. A urine sample it, it has to be in a certain situation. It took weeks for them to put it together, this, that, and the other. I don't know the particulars. I'm not even going to speak on it. I just know that she was positive. She was negative before the fight. She was negative after the fight. And this was something that was put together later on that maybe those two tests didn't see or there was a contamination situation or the beaker that it was in already had something in it or there's so many different things that can happen. So we have to right. see what's going to happen. But I always give people the benefit of the doubt and uh, people say, well, she's all big and she's big. I've seen pictures of her at eight years old. She had guns. She had guns. Her body was 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 yeah. on point there. No, no doubt. She's eight. Yeah. So, well, I mean, look. The thing is, is the undisputed junior lightweight champion Alicia Baumgartner did test positive for two banned substances during a voluntary anti-doping test uh, leading into her July fifteenth fight against Christopher Lindardell. Her promotion. Her promoter. 
matchroom boxing announced. And that was back in, um, I guess it was back in July that that happened. So, you know, this is something though. I mean, this is, this is the fact that that even comes into question, you know, I like, I don't know. It, it just, it just tarnishes an amazing athlete, someone who's really worked her way up to achieve some, some really monumental victories over quality opponents. And, um, you know, I just, I don't know, man. I, it just upsets me, you know, because I, I hope that's not the case. And I hope she gets to, you know, become, uh, uh, I, I just hope she's clear. Her name's cleared from that, you know? Yes. It's always going to come up in, in, in any kind of narrative owner. It's going to come up. I'm just hoping that it's a blanket, clear understanding of what happened, whether it was positive or negative, it needs to be decisive. She did take it and she apologized. She got stripped or whatever. She made her way back to the top or she didn't take it and she keeps keep her bills. Either way it goes, it right. needs to be decisive. It, it can't be, uh, you know, maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that. Uh, as we saw, Connor Ben was recently uh, yeah. cleared yeah, and he went through a whole lot on his drug test and, you know, right. this and that and the other. And, you know, we've heard so many different things. We heard one woman said she slept with a guy and he had it. So she popped, you know, you know. Well, uh, so she then we had eggs, right? Somebody ate some eggs and they popped. And then, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, so you see so many, you know, the dog, all kind of crazy stuff. So we just don't know. All I can say is about her is she has not used an excuse. No, 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 no. And, and, you know, her promoter came out and said that she tested positive. She doesn't know how that happened. And basically, I guess it was Mesta, Mester, Mester Olin, Olone. And there was two, two Mether, pieces there. Yeah, Mether, Metherine, Methanolon, acetate, metabolites. In her yeah, one's to bring up testosterone for yeah, sure. One yeah. is, is a testosterone booster. Yeah. So I can't pronounce those two things very well, but y'all will forgive me for that pronunciation of those two. I, I just don't have a lot of experience with any kind of foreign substances going to any of my athletes' bodies. We just, you know, I just, fi fighters got to fight clean, man. And and there shouldn't be anything in there like that, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know what to say, except that she's, she's on a tear, bro. She's just destroying the, her division and doing a great job. Um, and really, you know, I, I, I just don't know too much to say about that. It's just unfortunate. Um, I, I'm interested to see what her uh, former opponent um, had to say about that though. I will say well, that. they want, they, 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 they want, uh, 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 the fight is they want the fight to be uh, rescinded. Yeah. You mean they the Michaela Meyer fight? No, 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 oh. no. This last fight, this last fight. Oh, yeah. Okay. They they want they want to rescind that fight. Yeah. Uh, they want to they want to do it again. Uh, this, that, and the other. So you know, there's a lot of stuff flying around. But in boxing, you know, some of the the some of the the, the funniest uh, type of uh, demands and, and requirements right. happen after fights because there's no governing body, if you will. So people say some of the you know some of the uh, you know uh, interesting stuff. You know. Uh, concerning certain situations, but that's what they want to do. They want to do, redo that fight. Right. Man. Anyway, come on, Alicia Baumgartner. Let's get this thing straight so you can continue being like the Bella. Well, Bella. she's in litigation right now. She's got her, she got her lawyer. She can't say nothing. She got a lawyer looking at everything yeah. and you know, they're going to do their very best to get, get it going. Yeah, I hope so. Because I don't like, I don't, I don't like to hear that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, Alicia Baumgartner is promoted by uh, Marshall Kaufman, King's Promotion. So uh, shout out King's Promotion, Marshall. You know, I know that's not what you want to hear either. And uh, I guess, I guess maybe the promoter is actually Matro. I guess maybe you're not the promoter, but whatever. Maybe you're a co-promoter. I don't really know. I don't follow it like that. But whatever it is, I know Marshall is very, very closely tied to uh, Alicia Baumgartner. Alicia Baumgartner is a great fighter. Clear your name and get on with your career. Let's go. That's yes, it. yes. That's all I got to say. 
Hey, Mini Mills, all in us tonight. Thank yeah, you, sir. Mini Mills, Mini Mills is in us, bro. Yeah, we're gonna jump into the Usyk uh, versus Dubois in just a second. Okay. Let's let's see what this. Let's see what Mini Mills is all talking about here today. Let's see what he says now. He says Canelo after the Floyd lost. Uh, uh, started to fight and incorporate the black slick boxing head movement uh, style of fighting. Um, and even his promoter, I guess, Chepo admits that the black slick boxing style is the hardest boxing style to beat. That's basically what I, what I tried to say. Thank you, sir, for backing that up. But yeah, that is the case. So we're looking to see if Charlo, Charlo rather, can, can, can incorporate that. But I just think he's more of a warrior and he's not going to uh, keep that style. He's not going to, uh, he's not going to do that. He's going to, he's, he's an aggressive fighter and yeah. he's, you know, he's a self-proclaimed knockout fighter and he's going to, he's going to, he's going to go in there. He's going to stand in that pocket. Yeah. He's just not going to move the whole fight and just try to, he's not. That's no. just not what he does. No. If he does, that is severe discipline that must be applauded. If he can go against his nature to win that fight. But he's already going against his nature with the press conference by not even being himself. So right. who knows what kind of mental, uh, 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 you know, wherewithal that he has. Who knows? what Time will tell, I can tell you that. So uh, let's jump into the next topic, Harold. Let's Ooh, do it. Let's do it, man. Let's get into this. This is uh, Alexander Usyk and, and Dubois. Dubois. Let's go. Well, what you got? Uh, Usyk is defending his three belts. Yeah. And uh, Mark, do you realize how many heavyweight fights he's had? Very few. Usyk, he yeah, only no, had. he just he he's, he slides up, goes back down to, you know. But he's only had how many heavyweight fights? Legitimate heavyweight fights has he had? What three? That's it. That's it. Three actual heavyweight fights, yeah. and he's champion. Now, situation is, uh, uh, our boy. He's a great big guy, and yeah. he is actually going to believes that if he could just connect that he'll he'll put Usyk down and he'll be the champion he'll shake up the world that's what he's thinking however i just don't see him being able to even get around the ring with Usyk Usyk moves so well angles so well and he doesn't necessarily have to be aggressive to really uh score on you and get out the way i right. mean it's going to be like a Bumblebee stinging a bear, man. I mean, he the bear doesn't have a chance. He's just swinging at nothing. That's how I see it because I've seen uh, the boy fight right. quite a few times. He's got power and, and he's got he's very clean. He does things well, but his footwork is going to be suspect. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> Usyk fights like a uh, you know, I don't know, a light. Lightweight. I mean, he's really just a fast, super, super skillful fighter. We don't see enough of him, but he's really we don't. We don't. We don't. He's fantastic, and I think that's on he purpose. Uh, he's super skillful, man. Uh, I I know that he was involved in the war, right in the Ukraine, and I know that took him out of out of his game for a while. Um, yeah, he killed some people in the front line. No, no, that was Lomachenko. Lomachenko th- actually was in battle, and he and he uh, he uh, was able to uh, vanquish some of the enemy. He killed some some soldiers. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, he was in battle, and <clears throat> he had some kills. Lomachenko did. Really. But that's another subject. Well, no that that is the subject. <laughs> that I mean, that's amazing. Loma, we're talking about Lomachenko, not Usyk. Usyk oh. didn't go to the front lines. Usyk didn't, you know, go out there and you know on offensive against the enemy and right. have to engage with them. Usu didn't do that. Lomachenko okay. did. All right. Well, but Usyk does have the, the weight of his country on him. So he is going to, you know, he wants to continue to be that stalwart of, of, of you know, success for his country. So he's got that going for him too. Right. He's, he's basically like 20 and 0 now, right? Something like that. I think he's. I think his record is something like twenty and zero. 
And he oh, needs no. this fight because he hasn't been able to do anything. He was sitting around waiting for, for Fury, and he just got stagnant. So we've got to see if the ring rushes or anything. But I think he got a, a opponent who has slow foot where he won't have the issue. Really? Yeah. He shouldn't have an issue. But that fight is all this weekend, man. We got fights all day Saturday. Boxing fans, get up in the morning. You got all the ESPN. <laughs> You got the uh, oh, uh, 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 the zone, and you've got uh, uh, <clears throat> Showtime. You got all three platforms hot. And then if you got if you got like that, there's so many other streaming services that have these other fights. So it's hot, hot, hot all day long. Oh yeah, and it's a slow week in boxing. People are saying, "Well, I mean, it's just been hot and heavy since January, man. We've been we've been going nonstop since January, you know." We really have. So, so I'm just trying to find on, on our agenda. We had spoke about um, those two fires. Now, I will say this about Usyk. Um, I'm really hoping that he gets a knockout. I would love to see that because then that forces the public to say, well, hey, he knocked out this bigger man. And maybe they can force Fury. Now, Fury, as you know, is going to dip yeah. in his toe in uh, the other thing. And he's not going to be stripped by WBC and all of that. So, you know, he right. he does whatever he wants. I feel like he's retired. Yeah. I, I don't think well, he's going to fight. <clears throat> he's going to do, do boxing anymore. I don't believe so. Yeah. Well, the date is set for August 26th. The much-anticipated unified heavyweight title showdown between Alexander Usyk and Daniel Dubois will be shown uh, live on ESPN. And I guess it's uh, streaming. Uh, I guess the fight is in um, Wauclaw, Poland. And that it begins at like 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. <clears throat> some sort of special broadcast. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And um, yeah, I mean, they, Usyk is gearing up to protect uh, his <clears throat> WBA, WBO, and IBF world titles against WBA mandatory contender Daniel Dubois. And the showdown is slated for Saturday, August 26th. Under the right lights at Tarsinski Arena in Warclaw. So yeah, man, it's a po- It's going to happen in po- Poland, man. I didn't realize that that's where the fight was going down. All right. Yep. And Joe Joyce beat Daniel. Oh yeah. Broke his broke his, his his eye socket, all that, but he still gets to fight, and he gets to fight because he's the mandatory, which is hard to get in the mandatory position. But right. He did get that. Good for him. He's there. So, he's there. Is this his shots? It's a shot. So that's that's great. And that's one of the things about sanctioning the bodies that are that's good. A lot of things are good, a lot of things are different. I'm not gonna say bad, I say different, right. but this is one thing where the man where the being a mandatory with that sanctioned body is excellent. It's good for the it's good for the sanctioned body, it's good for boxing fans, it's good for Daniel, it's good for Usyk. Yeah. And we get to see such a talent uh again. So yeah, see him in a minute. This fight, Harold, is happening in um basically during the Ukrainian Independence Day weekend. So that's going to really enhance the fight. That's going to make it even a bigger draw than, than it would normally be because it's happening on that weekend. They're at war, this, yeah. that, and the other. I mean, you know, right. they can escape what's going on if I focus and focus on the fight, you know. Uh, I like Joe Lewis, you know, when he was fighting, he was in the middle of the war. When he fought, the whole world was to just to get away from everything, you know, America yeah. to get away. But they would watch the fight just because they knew what was going on. They had to get up that morning and go make tanks or whatever. But right. they got a chance to, to, to escape. And, you know, that that country's in, in war right now. So, you know. It's an opportunity to escape and see their countrymen victorious. So, right. like you said, it means so much to them. It really does. Right. Well, I mean, Dubois is a power puncher, man. He the guy's gonna he's gonna come out and he's gonna throw his hands. You know, he's gonna he's gonna fight hard. But <clears throat> I don't know. The cruiserweight, former cruiserweight, now heavyweight. You know, he's fighting in all these divisions. 
he's the real deal, man. He's got hand speed, he's got foot speed, and he's big, you know? So uh, it's going to be an interesting fight, and I cannot wait. And hopefully you'll all tune into that fight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, do not forget to tune into that fight this weekend. It's going to be a great fight. It really will be. <clears throat> and what else? What else do we got before it's time to say goodbye, Mr. Harold Hunt? Well, I'm looking at the list there, and uh, it has escaped my eyes. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll pull it up, brother. Us. I'll pull it up. There it is, man. We kind of we kind of hit everything that we needed to hit. The only we didn't only thing we didn't talk about is what's coming up. Some of the big fights that are coming up, right? So, um, I, I don't really see too many big big fights other than the Canelo fight in September. I think it's September 30th. That's a pretty pretty big fight. Um, yeah, we're off for a minute. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got like Lopez versus Gonzalez on, on ESPN September 15th at 10.30 p.m. Uh, Pedraza and Car Cardenas is going to fight on Showtime September 15th. And uh, yeah, really, I mean, Colazzo's up, up again uh, versus uh, Diagon on the zone on the 26th at 8 p.m. That'll be an interesting fight. I mean, I always love Colazzo. Um, so... <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, there's there's a lot of fights, but uh, stay tuned to the next episode of the Boxing Breakdown. And please, folks, do not forget to like and subscribe. Hit the notifications. Find us on Instagram please and do, Facebook. Please do. Yeah, man. We're there. We're we're having discussions over there about boxing all the time. So jump on over there and be part of those discussions. And uh, thank you for being with us tonight on the Boxing Breakdown. And Harold, as always, man, thank you for uh, dedicating your time and, 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 um, oh, yeah. sharing your, your, your insight <laughs> and all the, the latest and greatest going on in our beautiful sport of boxing and ladies and gentlemen, until the next time, peace and love. We'll see you on the next episode of the boxing breakdown. We are out. Fight fans, join host Mark Roxy and special guests as they break down all aspects of the boxing world, including news, business, management, training, promotions, fan reactions, upcoming events, matchups, future boxing stars, title fights, state of the boxing world, and all the stuff you don't see when you watch boxing. This podcast is released each week on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Live streamed on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook Live. It's the Boxing Breakdown, hosted by Mark Roxy. <laughs>